Welcome to the second series of Medrash Morsels. Short, but sweet Medrashim designed for the whole family to share for Shabbos dessert. Kids, I didn't find any Medrash Morsels for Parashas Veskanon this week. I looked through Medrash Tanchuma, two different volumes I couldn't find. So Parashas Veskanon, I'll have to replace the Medrash Morsel with a story from the Gemara that I was learning today. It's from Meseches Tomid on Daflamid Bey's it's about Alexander the Great. He was the king of Greece, the king of Yavan. It takes place after the Purim story, and the Jews are back in Yerushalayim, and the second Beis HaMikdash is in full force, full use. Alexander was a very curious person, and he studied whatever Chochmah he could. The Gomorrah says that he once came to the Jewish Chochmim and asked them ten questions. But first, the Chachamim asked Alexander to promise that he would not hurt them if they would answer honestly. And he gave his word. Alexander asked questions about the creation, about heaven and earth and light and darkness. He wanted the Chachamim to praise him about his wisdom and his wealth. So he asked, who's considered wise? Who do you consider wealthy and powerful? He asked the Chachamim about where is the best place to live, etc., etc. Some answers he liked and some answers he didn't like. At the end of the question and answer session, Alexander gave the Chachamim special purple clothes and chains of gold around their necks out of respect. Then he asked, I want to go see Africa. The Chachamim said, Sorry, you can't see Africa. You won't be able to get there. The mountains of darkness are in the way. The Hori Choshech. No light shines there, not night and not day. You won't be able to find a way through. I know about those mountains, said Alexander. That's why I want you to give me an idea of how to get through them. I've got to see Afriki. Okay, they said. Get a team of Libyan donkeys, the type that can see in the dark, and the type that listen to human commands. Make sure you have a long spool of rope, miles and miles long. Tie one end to a rock where it starts getting dark and unroll it as you walk through by following your donkey guides. As you go, keep on unrolling it and keep on rolling, unrolling, unrolling. Then when you get through to the other side of the Hari Choshech, tie the other end of the rope to the other side of the Harim, the other side of the mountains, where it starts getting light again. Make a note of where it is and where that knot is and follow the rope back home when you return. Great! And that's what Alexander did. He came through the mountains of darkness, the Hore Choshech, with some soldiers accompanying him. When he got to Afriki, he encountered a city of only women. He wanted to capture it because in those days, a person who was able to capture cities and to win wars, it gave him honor. And it gave him, people respected him for it. How many, you know, you go on his resume, how many wars he has won. So this was an easy one against these women. But the women sent Alexander a message. If you win, so people will say, big whoop, Alexander beat up some weak ladies. That's not going to add to your covet. And if we win, people will disgrace you saying that Alexander the Great 
got killed by a bunch of girls. So Alexander the Great heard the idea and he changed his mind and he didn't wage war against the women. Instead, he asked the women for a loaf of bread. They sent him a golden loaf of bread on a golden table. I can't eat this, he exclaimed. What? said the ladies. You came all the way to our land just to eat bread? You wanted real bread? It doesn't make sense. You could have stayed home to eat bread. Wow, they're smart, said Alexander the Great. And he wrote on the gate of their city as follows. I, Alexander the Great, has been here, and I was a dummy until I came to Afriki, and I was taught counsel from these women. That's what he wrote. And with that, he left. Alexander went on exploring until he came to a fresh water spring. He and his men sat down to break bread. They were having lunch over there, and they had with them some salted fish, because the salt preserves the fish that they shouldn't go spoiled. But they were too salty, so he needed to rinse them. Alexander rinsed the fish in the stream, and the fish started to come alive, and they started to swim away. Alexander realized that this spring must come from Gan Eden. Men, we are nearby. Let's search. So after lunch, they followed the spring all the way upstream, up, up the mountain until, yes, they reached the gates of Gan Eden. What a find! Nobody has ever seen Gan Eden since Adam Arishon. At least he thought so. He didn't see any guards. So he started banging and shouting, Open up for me! Open up, I say! He heard a voice saying it, Pasuk. Zehashar Lashem Tzadikim Yavovo This is the gate of Hashem. Only Tzadikim are allowed to come in. Oh, thought Alexander. I must not be a Tzadik. Ganadin is only for Tzadikim. Well then, at least throw me something. I want a souvenir. I am a very Choshev king after all. A few seconds later, a small ball comes flying over the gates of Gan Eden. Alexander picks up the ball and, behold, it's an eyeball. An eyeball from Gan Eden. Now he's on his way back. When he returned home, he weighed the eyeball on his scales. Alexander the Great had weights made of gold and silver. So he put the eyeball on one pan, one side of the scales, and then he kept on putting more gold and silver weights on the other side, but but still in all, the eyeball was heavier. Alexander went to find the Jewish Chachamim again to ask them, My high, what's this that the eyeball is heavier than all of my gold and silver put together? The Chachamim had the solution. An eye of flesh and blood keeps on looking for more and more. So long that a person is alive, his eyes give him no rest, no satisfaction. What the eye sees makes you desire more riches and more wealth, more gold and silver. So nothing can weigh equal to what the eye wants. The eye desires much more than the gold and silver that you put on the other side of the scales. And we'll prove it, said the Chachamim. Why don't you try to make the eye like it's dead already? Put some dirt on it so it will see what it sees in the grave. A little dirt. Try it. 
Alexander the Great tried it. He liked the idea, so he took it home and he rolled the eyeball from Ganeidin in some dust. And then, yes, it became light just as it weighs. That's the end of the Gemara. A lesson we learn from this Gemara, children, is to guard your eyes. You will be better off not looking through the prize catalogs that come around, even the ones that have no preachers in them. They make you desire more and more. Don't go window shopping and to see in the mall what's in the toy store. You know what? If you want to really desire something, look in a Gemara. Look in a Chumash. Go read the words of Torah. That's going to make you desire more and more Torah. Kids, we want to know who you are. So please, shoot us an email at info at musasoyas.com with your name, your age, tell us where you live, a little bit about yourself and why you love the podcast. We want feedback.